The Creep Show Chronicles contains graphic and disturbing content that may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Creep Show Chronicles, the podcast where we discuss murder, the macabre, and all the spooky shit. I'm Sam. And I'm Ashley. Now grab your weed, your wine, or some coffee, and let's get creepy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Ashley. Nah. Happy birthday to you. Yay. <laughs> You're up. Thanks, girl. <laughs> That's all right. I'm 37 right along with you. You know what? We're still rocking our 30s, god yeah. damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it all. Let's we just... don't have kids. <laughs> exactly. Could be worse. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Um, so, we are kind of excited because tomorrow we're going to a Beatles tribute show. I'm and excited. That's your birthday pre- or your Christmas present. Yeah, thanks, girl. I already gave you your birthday present. I was going to give you your birthday present today but then i couldn't wait to give it to you i so. know it's like, it's like see you know i i do that too sometimes it's like i really want <laughs> really want to go to them um but yeah that's that's what's going on over here in bumfuck illinois yeah but uh yeah happy birthday we love Thanks, you thank girl. you for putting up with me in this podcast and... uh ditto uh ditto <laughs> I'm never, I'm never on time on anything. <laughs> Shit. Oh, yeah. Like, I texted her yesterday. Oh, I'm just going to come over earlier. Yeah. Never fucking happened. Well, this is an episode that Ashley requested, which is the Ringcroft Poltergeist. And um, guess where it takes place without looking? Give me hints. Uh, your homeland. <gasps> oh, good old Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> Did I say that right? I don't know. Scotland. Scotland. Um, and I'm sorry ahead of time if I pronounce any of these words wrong. Um, I'm Irish, so. <laughs> so okay. You guys just, you, you really pronounce the R's. Yeah. You a, but hey, at least, you know, people don't understand. You know. So have you heard of this before? I know you just requested it, but have you heard of it before? Mm-mm. No. All right. So. Um, Auchincarran is a village in the historical county of Kirkcudbrightshire in Dumfries and... Another one of those long words, girls. (laughs) In the Dumfries and Galloway region of Scotland. It is located on the coast of Solway Firth at the head of Auchincarran, um, Auchincarran Bay and uh, lies on the A711 road between the town of... Dalbeedy to the east and Kirk Kirkabright to the re- west. Wow, the- I know, right? It's Kirkabright. 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 There is evidence of human habitation of the area since the Mesolithic period, but the first written record of Auchincarran occurs from 1305 in a charter of Edward the First of England. In England. <laughs> in England. <laughs> In England. In England. He wanted me the wrong way, I tell you. I tell you what. I really want to move to England. They don't want me to. Somebody stole my teddy bear. England's like, don't fucking come over here, bitch. Don't come over here, bitch. Stay over there. Hey, 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 hey. There is a street named after my grandpa, grandma. 
my my lineage, okay? And we are possibly related to some of the royals. Don't ask me which royals. I have no idea which. Oh, dang. Sorry, I'm looking at where this place is at. That is like, whoa. That's right in that area. Right in here. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then my grandpa's ancestors are way up north. Oh, wow. Shit, hang on. It's Iver... My... Yep. I... Iverness, Scotland. That's okay. where my that's where my uh, grandpa's ancestors came from. Oh wow, that's cool. And it goes, I think it goes all the way back to when Scotland was called Pitland, and the English just called them the Picts. Okay, Picts with a P, not an S. Right, right. P. <laughs> that's right. just what they called them. Picks. Picks. <laughs> and she's related to Sonny Bean. No, the fuck I ain't. <laughs> Okay, <clears throat> I'm just going to clear this, okay? Her <laughs> last name being. <laughs> Technically, back, what was that, 16th century or whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> my ancestors' names would have not been Bean. It would have been Mechbean <laughs> back then. Thank you very much. <laughs> and even if he was, they, it, we were part of the family that we just kind of didn't accept them because they're weird. Right. Fucking weird and you're cannibals. Stop it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Quit your shit. <laughs> I can't even. I can't. Eat, I wouldn't be able to eat what the fuck haggis. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. No. Blood pudding. No. <laughs> Stop it. Kill me now. <laughs> See, I. I know. I'm our, uh, like I could probably get the drinking down, but not the food. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not the food. No, I just. You know what? Can I just spotted get, dick? <laughs> well, I think spotted dick is just like a pudding. What? Spotted dick. Yeah. It's actually. I think it's just like a pudding or like kind of like a bread pudding or something, I think. But bread pudding is fucking fire, so. It's probably dicks in it. <laughs> no, it's not. It's probably pulverized dicks. <laughs> it's all the dicks that Sony Bean collected. <laughs> Ew, gross. <laughs> FYI, not relation. <laughs> not my family. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Yeah. Off the rails already. Uh. Six minutes in. So well, if you're not doing it, you're not doing it right. You're not having fun. All right, no. There is evidence of human habitation of the area since the Mesolithic period, but the first written record of the Akakaran occurs from 1305 in a charter of Edward I of England in which uh, Akankarn is listed uh, among the lands by longing to Dundrenan 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 Abbey. In this early 17th century, the village grew around the corn mill, and many of the older stone buildings in the village date from this time. From 1750 onwards, Akankaran Bay became the center of extensive smuggling activity in the area, with many of the local inhabitants being involved. Uh, this history is reflected in the name of the village pub, The Smuggler's Inn. In July 1818, the poet John Keats stays briefly in the area while touring southwest Scotland, writing to his brother Tom, the barefooted girls look very much in keeping, I mean with the scenery about them. The novelist Elizabeth Gaskell spent a month here in 1859 living at Tor House overlooking the bay, and Robert de Bruce Trotter, MB, whatever, uh, was a 19th century Scottish physician remembered as an author and poet Principal works, Galloway Gossip, 60 Years Ago, 1877, and Galloway Gossip, The Southern Albanic, 80 Years Ago, 1901. 
The popular Wickerman Pop Festival was held here on land owned by owner, uh, local landowner Jamie Gilroy, who died in 2014. At the end of each festival would end with the burning of a giant Wicker Man effigy. The festival took its name from the cult film The Wicker Man, starring Edward Woodward and Christopher Lee, which was filmed on location in the area in 1972. Not the remake with, what's his face, but like, The Bees! The Bees! The fucking Nick Cage, that's his name. The Bees! The Bees! Uh, today we're focusing on some spooky stuff from this location. So, the year then is 1695 and the story as told by the Reverend Alexander Telfair, minister of the parish of Rerick and stewardy of Crickabright, concerns the apparition, expressions, and actings of a spirit which infested the house of Andrew Mackey, Ringcroft of Stocking, in the parish of Rerick. Over the course of three months, a number of farms and residences around the Ringcroft of Stocking at Akakaran were reportedly tormented by a malevolent spirit. Later referred to as a poltergeist, the violent apparition is said to have thrown stones at occupants, set buildings ablaze, and attacked and dragged family members. The incidents were recorded in explicit and highly detailed eyewitness accounts left by local minister Alexander Telfair, who served the parish of Rerick. The first of the events... I already said that. Wait, no, I didn't. Okay. The first of the events were recalled by Telfair occur in February uh, 1695 at the home of farm tenant Andrew Mackey. We are told that a startled Mr. Mackey awoke one day to discover that the bindings that confined his livestock had been mysteriously loosened during the night. Mr. Mackey proceeded to make stronger bindings, but these, were, these two were broken. The tenant farmer then moved the animals, but was horrified the following morning to find one of his cattle raised by a taut tether of hair to the back of the house, his feet barely touching the ground. At the beginning of March, Telfair record, records, sorry, at the beginning of March, Telfair records the first incidents of stone throwing, which continued with great frequency, but uh, especially on the Sabbath. Especially in time of prayer, above all other times, it was the busiest then, throwing most at the person praying, noted Telfair. Into the middle of March, the stones had increased in size, and throwing had increased in intensity, as Mr. Telfair recalls when he visited on the night of the 21st. He wrote, Stones and several other things were thrown at me. I was struck several times on the sides and shoulder, very sharply, with great staff, so that those who were present heard the noise of the strokes. That night, it tore off the bedside and wrapped upon the chest and boards of one calling for access. That night, as I was once at prayer, leaning on a bedside, I felt something pressing on my arm. I, casting my eyes thither, or no, thither, 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 I, casting my eyes thither, perceived a little white hand and arm from the elbow down, but presently it vanished. Quote, it is said to be observed that notwithstanding of all that was felt and heard from the first to the last of this matter, there was never anything seen except that hand. And a friend of the said Andrew Mackey's said that he saw it as it were a young boy about the age of 14 years, with gray clothes and a bonnet on his head, but presently disappeared as also what with the three children he saw sitting at the fireside. The terror worsened as March wore on, with visiting neighbors suffering terrible injuries from being hit with stones and beaten with wooden posts. Andrew Mackey sustained a cut to his brow and scratches resembling that of fingernails to his body, 
with some found themselves uh, dragged up and down rooms by the evil spirit. Children were stripped of their bedclothes in the middle of the night and were hit so hard that the impact and screams could be heard throughout the entire house. The following month, two other ministers, Mr. Ewert of Kells and Mr. Murdo of Crossmichael, arrived at Ringcroft to witness the ongoing horror. Telfair records, but it was cruel against them, especially by throwing great stones, some of them about a half a stone weight. It wounded Mr. Andrew Ewert twice in the head to the effusion of his blood. It pulled off his wig in time of prayer. <laughs> he snatched his wig. And when Snatch <laughs> your wig! <laughs> and when he was holding his napkin betwixt his hands, it cast a stone in the napkin and therewith threw it from him. It gave Mr. John Murdo several uh, sore strokes, yet the wounds and bruises received did soon cure. There were none in the house that night escaped from its fury and cruelty. Also in the dawning, as they rose from prayer, the stones poured down on all who were in the house. So, like, all these stones just, like, fell on them. Like, from the ether. Or the ether. Um, Telfair's claims were backed up by the ministers present that night. On April 5th, the spirit really began to turn up the heat whenever it set fire to the premise. Stones were thrown at the occupants as they rushed out of the stricken house. Returning to the house the next day, Miss, Mrs. Mackey was shocked to discover, discover several small bones and some flesh wrapped up in paper by the door. Still, the poltergeist did not rest. Telfair records that the three days after the uh, 11th of April were far, by far the worst yet. Not one that came into the house did escape heavy strokes, he recorded. Towards the end of the month, the house was set ablaze again and again until the evening of April 28th when one end of the home collapsed, making it uninhabitable thereafter. Mm. Another incident... I know it's fucking crazy, man. Like, just keeps lighting it on fire and shit. Like, like uh, it's brought... Just get the... My way move out. It's not good luck. Get the out of there. You're just having bad luck with that house. Right? Another incident was recorded on May 1st when a sheep house was set on fire. This, as it turned out, would be the spirit's final act. There was no trouble after that. Concluding okay. his text, right? Like, Weird. so random. Like, okay, well, this is going to be my last attack. <laughs> From my last number. <laughs> did, did, did you just get bored? Or did you, is, is, is it like stages you go? There's like a step. I don't know. I don't steps? Know. Like, okay, well, this is going to be my last, you know. Hurrah. Sh- hurrah. <laughs> Better make it worth it. If it works, you know, fuck it. Right? <laughs> Go out with a bang. Go out with a bang. Concluding his text, Telfair writes, Be sober, be vigilant, because your ad- adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Okay, Mad-Eye Moody. Be vigilant! <laughs> Vigilance! <laughs> nothing, <Sorry>. re- <laughs> nothing remains of the Mackey's farm today, save for a dead tree that is said to mark its precise location. A similar manifestation occurred over 60 years ago in a large house situated in its own grounds near Ballenluik. The Society for Psychical Research made an investigation during its currency. Marquis of Butte at the time took a lease on the house for three months and observers stayed in its relays. One of the observers was A.J. Balfour. The reports made up a volume entitled The Haunting of Bee House. In this instance, poltergeist incidents, which included a booming bell-like sound that at times seemed to fill the house, were associated with occasional apparitional appearances and the mysterious sound of footsteps. No normal cause was discovered for the variety of incident recorded. It is frequently suggested that such outbreaks are attendant of the presence of a boy or girl in their early teens. 
I do not think the theory is established. It will also be found that in most instances there is a middle-aged or old person in the household. A suggestion that an adolescent may attract a mischievous entity of similar age and outlook who in some way has the power of throwing things about may sound plausible. The incidents at the Clyde Naval Laundry were associated by some of the presence of a gypsy uh, temporarily employed in it. I had a letter from the occupant of a house in which she sh found shelter, saying that objects in the kitchen, including an alarm clock, unaccountably moved from their places, and that the woman, with an air of depression, admitted that such incidents seemed to follow her about. It is also suggested that such disturbances are made possible by the presence of someone with mediumistic qualities, probably unsuspected by the person concerned. But this is only vague conjecture. There seems to be a call for careful tab uh, tabulation and scrutiny of the facts and circumstances if we are to make progress in understanding the nature and causation of these perplex perplexing experiences, which seem to have their source in the unseen and largely unexplored side of human existence. The location of the Ringcroft Cottage is marked by a row of trees conspicuous of the skyline near Akakaran. The trees, reduced from four to three by a recent storm, grow from the site of the cottage, the foundations of which still are there. Thanks for listening to The Creepshow Chronicles. If you'd like to contact us or give us recommendations, you can email us, thecreepshow18 at gmail.com. Creep us on social media. All of our info is on our link tree at The Creepshow Chronicles. Be sure to share our show so we can grow our audience. Stay creepy. Bye.